church and happy Thanksgiving. This morning we gather with deep gratitude in our hearts to worship our mighty God. 
we recognize that God is the source of all goodness. And knowing that love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, and gentleness, they're all of the Spirit of God. We come with grateful hearts, not for things, but for who God is. And we gather to show God our gratitude through song and prayer. So this morning, as we are gathered in spirit and in truth, I invite you to respond with these words based on Psalm 105. And I ask that you respond in the words in yellow. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make his deeds known to all the people. For he is the Lord our God, faithful to a thousand generations. Sing his praises, tell of his wonderful works, and glory in his name. Let those who seek the Lord rejoice. For he is the Lord our God, faithful to a thousand generations. Search for God and for his strength. Never stop looking for him. For he is the Lord our God, faithful to a thousand generations. Be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. 
specifically for the staff. I am thankful for all they have been doing as they try to connect with each person in our church. I am thankful for all the planning, the creative ideas they have had, and the determination to provide a worship setting that is safe, either by live streaming, being outdoors, or in person. I'm thankful that we have a God who is faithful and is in control of all things. Um, this past year has definitely been challenging with all the changes and uncertainty but God is faithful. He never changes. I see his covenant faithfulness in our children and in our grandchildren. To see our grandchildren um, learning about God and singing his praises brings us so much joy. We have so much to be thankful for. What am I thankful for? My list is long, but the top three are a husband who works hard and provides for our family. Uh, cozy, warm, safe, healthy, currently home, and grocery delivery. I'm thankful for nice beds so because they can keep us warm, and I'm thankful for pajamas because they can also keep you warm, and I'm thankful for food because they can give us, they are good tasters. I'm thankful for my family, my home, and some toys. I'm really thankful today for health and strength and the ability to get out and walk. One of my favorite hobbies lately is to get out and walk in the woods and 
Today's a great day to walk outside. Um, gives me a place to breathe and a place to think. I usually don't listen to music or podcasts or anything while I'm walking, just enjoy the quiet and um, the outdoors. So I'm thankful for God's creation and for the ability to be out in it. This year I'm thankful that my two brain aneurysms were discovered inadvertently and that in God's perfect timing, they were repaired without rupture and I'm doing well. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So on this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for my dog Libby. I'm grateful for doggos, mommy, and cattos. I'm grateful for watching skies. I'm thankful for dogs. I'm grateful for teaching. I'm grateful for the Christian legacy passed down from my grandparents through my parents and is now being instilled with these guys. And especially during this time, our general good health. Hi, Ivan Rest. I'm thankful for my new job. This year, I'm thankful for a successful surgery on my thyroid and that I can still talk and swallow. Happy Thanksgiving, boys and girls, and all God's children. We have been thinking about it this morning. You just saw people saying what they were thankful for. What I brought along this morning is a bag with four little things in it that help us remember some things to be thankful for that we might not otherwise remember. Let's see what I have here. A key. A key will open the door. I have to have a key to get into church. I have to get, a, get into my office with a key. I have to get into my home with a key. Keys open things and let us into places we wouldn't be able to get into otherwise. But think of the key that God gives us in Jesus to see what life is all about and why we're here and whose we are and where we're going and what to know and how to live and all of that, which we wouldn't know without Jesus, the key to it all. Here's a, a battery. Batteries are all over the place today. You need a battery for some radios, for telephones, for uh, toys sometimes, for appliances. All kinds of things run on batteries because batteries have power in them. Think about the power God gives us, the strength God gives us to do things we wouldn't be able to do otherwise, to obey when we don't even want to or don't feel like it or it's a tough thing to do. God gives us the power to be obedient. Here are some matches which I want to ask you never to touch and never to play with. But remember, you know how it works. You take one out and scratch the box and there's a fire. Kind of exciting. It's, it's exciting to watch a fire. And there, there was an old song that used to go, it only takes a spark to get a fire going. We're the sparks. And our faith and our living for Jesus and our Christian example gets it going in others. And we can be thankful for God 
doing that through us. And then there's one more thing, a nail. Did you ever think of a nail helping us be thankful? Well, you know what nails do. They hold things together. You can put a nail on the wall and hang a picture on it. You can put two boards together and pound a nail through them, and it keeps them together. In that way, a nail is like kindness that brings people together and love that holds them together. When we think of all the things we have to be thankful for, sometimes we forget the things that these little objects remind us of because you can't go somewhere and see love on a shelf or on a table. But it's very important, and we wouldn't have it without God. So remember the little things today, too, and remember not only to be thankful for them, but to use them for God's glory. Please pray with me. Triune God, author of life and of this Thanksgiving day, this morning we echo the words of the old hymn, all praise and thanks to God the Father now be given. The Son and Spirit blessed who reign in highest heaven, the one eternal God whom heaven and earth adore, for thus it was, is now, and shall be evermore. We give you glory, Lord, and honor and praise, and for many of us that is easy to do. We're healthy, we have the day off from work, and even though the crowd may be smaller than usual, we look forward to food and fun and fellowship, and we know and celebrate that you are the source of every good thing. But for some of us, Lord, we struggle at least a little to give you glory, honor, and praise, mostly because so much of life is difficult. We are not healthy physically, <clears throat> emotionally, or relationally. Or maybe this does not feel like a day off from work because we are still searching for meaningful employment. Or for different reasons, maybe we will not have much food or fun or fellowship. Or maybe we will grieve an empty chair that will seem even more empty because it is a holiday. As some of us struggle today, Lord, we need your help. So Spirit of the living God, please fall fresh on us. We pray for our world, Lord, as we battle this pandemic, and we pray that as vaccines are emerging, that there will be justice in how those are distributed and that they will be effective. We pray for our nation, Lord, and we need your help after so many months of divisiveness. Heal us and help those who lead us to do with humility and remind all of us that it's okay to disagree, to be slow to speak when we do, and to confront in love. We pray for our families, Lord, for even the most healthy and loving have been tested this year. And all of our dysfunction is a reminder that the enemy is at work. And we need your help to heal, to get the help that we need, and to love unconditionally our spouses, our children, our parents, our siblings, and our extended family near and far, as you have called us to love them. And we pray for our church, Lord, Grateful for Laura's faithful, creative, and humble service as she leaves us for your next chapter in her faith journey, and hopeful as we discern, and as Pastor Brandon and his wife Sarah discern, if we are a good fit for each other in your providential plan. And as many in our church family are dealing with cancer, COVID, other diseases, and loneliness, depression, and grief, surgeries that have happened or that will happen soon, we thank you for being our great physician and wonderful counselor. 
And on this Thanksgiving Day, Lord, we confess that we too often have been your ungrateful people, your selfish people, your prideful people, your petty people, your impatient and unkind people. Forgive us, Lord, and by your amazing grace, may your fruit grow more evident among us so that our families, our neighbors, our schoolmates and workmates may increasingly experience through us your love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Thank you, God, for waking us up to the once-in-our-lifetime gift of this day, for heartbeats and breaths, for food and shelter, and for allowing us to be people of hope, not only because we know the end of the story that is forever with you, but also that you keep your promise to be with us until you do. Hear our prayer, O Lord, as we offer it to you in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Thanksgiving Day is, among other things, a day for stuffing. Not just stuffing ourselves, but stuffing a turkey. Somehow or other, and I have forgotten long ago how, the turkey and the stuffing became my task at our house. I never did anything really very fancy. I just got some stuff together to make into stuffing, starting with the bread, no recipe, no set amounts, no measuring utensils. And I made the stuffing and put it into that bird and let the bird add most of the flavor. Things like cream soup and gravy and mushrooms were always a part of it. And once in a while I'd add a different thing or so just to make it a little unique. This year it will be water chestnuts. I just love doing it and love eating it even more. The Butterball people, some years ago, interviewed 200 five to eight-year-olds and asked them what they'd put in the stuffing if they made it. Here are some of their answers. One said, I would put in vanilla pudding, and that's all. Another said, I'd cut the turkey in half and stick a chicken in there. One five-year-old said, I will put meat, lemon juice, flour, sugar, and cholesterol in my stuffing. And one more said, I'd put strawberries in the stuffing and grapes and oranges and hot dogs. Then I'd tape the turkey to close it. I think I'll stick with mushrooms and cream soup and gravy myself. Thanksgiving is a time for recipes, for recipes for all sorts of things, not only stuffing. And I thought it might be helpful today to consider a recipe for giving thanks. We seem to talk about it always at this time of year, not shall we give thanks, but how shall we give thanks? So this morning, I invite you to join me on the east bank of the Jordan River several thousand years ago 
where Moses is addressing the people of God about to enter the land of Canaan, and what he says to them is really the recipe we're looking for. Try it. I think you'll like it. This morning, I would like you to listen to the word of God from Deuteronomy 26, 1 through 12, and watch it. Not only hear it, but see it as God's word comes to us on this Thanksgiving day. The word of God from Deuteronomy 26. When you have entered the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord your God is giving you and put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. And say to the priest who is in office at the time, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our forefathers to give us. The priest shall take the basket from your hands and set it down in front of the altar of the Lord. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians mistreated us and made us suffer, putting us to hard labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, O Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. And you, and the Levites among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. When you have finished setting aside a tenth of your produce in the third year, the year of the tithe, you shall give it to the Levite, the alien, the fatherless, and the widow, so that they may eat in your towns and be satisfied. This is the word of the Lord. The very first ingredient in Moses' recipe for giving thanks is live your question. Now, let me explain why I say that. God is saying to the people of Israel on the bank of the Jordan as they prepare to enter Canaan, when you enter the land and take over the land and settle down on the land and till the land and plant the land and harvest the crop, take some of the first fruits of that harvest, put them in a basket, and bring it to your place of worship. 
And when you get there, take it to the front and hand it to the priest or the pastor who was in office at the time. And as the pastor takes the basket, you are to say, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to your, our forefathers to give us. And the pastor will take the basket, put it on the platform floor, the chancel steps, or the ancient equivalent of those things, and accept it as an offering to God. Now I submit to you that what you just saw, which is about identical to what God was telling Israel to do, what you just saw is something that begs to be questioned. Walking into the place of worship with a basket full of foods and setting it down before the Lord just cries out for somebody to say, why in the world are you doing that? Just the way someone who is not familiar with American culture and practice, who happened to be visiting this country today, might say, why on the fourth Thursday of every November do you people get together, when there's not a pandemic at least, and have turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and cranberry sauce and pumpkin pie? It's all designed to say something. It's not just to eat. There's a message in it. And the message begs a question. Why are you doing this? And creates an opportunity for you to give the answer. I am giving thanks. I'm not just thankful. I'm giving thanks. I am declaring that thanks is not just an attitude. It's a behavior. Thanks ought to be given in such a way that it arouses a question, a curiosity in the minds of those who see it or experience it that gives rise to a question that you can then answer. Well, the worshiper began the harvest at home, put some of the foods in a basket, went to church, went to the tabernacle, and it's as if when he handed it to the pastor or the priest, the pastor said, what are you doing here? You see, it worked. It aroused curiosity. It raised a question. Why are you here? What is this for? Why are you doing this? And then the worshiper is to give the answer. And the answer, in effect, is a story, his story, his people's story, believer's story. And he's telling it not just to explain it to the curious who happen to see it or wonder about it, but to remind himself that what he's bringing here, the first fruits, the symbols of the rest of the harvest, are not his because of his own ingenuity or creativity or power or smarts, but by grace. 
tell your story, worshiper. And let it go something like this, Moses said. Start with, my father was a wandering Aramean. Now, you might picture when you hear that, some older person wandering around, just ambling through the desert. But the word behind, or the meaning behind the word wandering there is not just ambling, but perhaps even almost dying. He had nothing, nowhere to go, nothing to sustain him. He was near death. My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. Now, how are you going to tell that story? Child of God, put it into words like this. What I have, who I am, even where I am, is a gift to me. My blessings are not achieved. There's nothing in my past Nothing in my person that merits what these gifts symbolize. My basket is full of blessings, not earnings. That's how it starts. Then Moses says, go on. But the Egyptians mistreated us and made us suffer, putting us to hard labor. Then we cried out to the Lord the God of our fathers and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. Today, child of God, put it this way, God is my help. In ages past, my hope for years to come, my shelter from the stormy blast and my eternal home, my basket is full of answered prayers not accomplishments. And continue, Moses said, so the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. And again, child of God, today, you might say it this way, God saved me. And all that I am and ever hope to be, all that I have and ever hope to own, I owe it all to him. My basket is full of gifts from him, not to him. So what's your story in its particulars? What has God given you? What has God done for you? How has God blessed you? Telling your story is part of your thanks. Step number one, live in such a way as to evidence your gratitude. Step two, live and talk in such a way as to explain your gratitude. And step three, Give in such a way as to share 
your gratitude. A recipe for thanksgiving and an act of worship at the same time. Place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. But at the very same time, it is an act of benevolent love toward those who had less or none at all. And it reminded the giver not only of the privilege of giving, but the obligation we have to do so. And you and the Levites and the aliens among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. When you have finished setting aside a tenth of all your produce in the third year, the year of the tithe, you shall give it to the Levite, the alien, the fatherless, the widow, so that they may eat in their towns and be satisfied. Live your question. Tell your story. Share your blessings. God's recipe for giving thanks. In November of 2005, the Jews for Jesus organization sent out a newsletter, and in it was a little article entitled Thanksgiving Thoughts. Here's part of it. Herbie is driving in Manhattan. He's very late for an important meeting. He's looking for a parking place, and of course, can't find one. He's frantic. In desperation, he turns toward heaven and says, God, if you give me a parking place, I promise that I won't ever skip church to watch football again. I'll double my contribution in the offering, and I'll volunteer to teach Sunday school for a year. Suddenly, a parking place opens up just in front of him. And Herbie gazes up to heaven and says, never mind, I just found one. Sometimes, a very quick answer to prayer catches us off guard. Our spiritual reflexes can be slow to make the connection. Besides, it's human nature to get so excited about the gift that we forget the giver. Isn't that what happened with nine of the ten lepers whom Jesus healed? God is constantly giving to us and providing for us in ways that we don't always recognize or remember. He provided holidays for the children of Israel just so we could stop and think about what he has done for us. And while I'm sure God appreciates our thanks, he also wants us to enjoy the fact that he cares for us and has shown us in many ways. Giving thanks for what God has done also helps us to trust him. On the one hand, God values our trust, but on the other, trusting God is the most valuable resource we have to press through life's hardships. Thanksgiving may not be a biblical holiday, but it certainly is based on biblical principles. When I thank God, I always like to thank him for those blessings which I'm aware of and because I'm sure I'm sometimes like Herbie for those I'm not aware of and for those I may have already forgotten. Let today's recipe for giving thanks straight out of Moses' cookbook and God's find us giving 
and living our thanks all year long. Let's pray. Oh God, we bow with grateful hearts. We sing with grateful lips. We believe with grateful souls. We live grateful lives. Will you, through our gratitude, entice others to join your family? Will you, through our gratitude, allow us opportunity to tell our story, which is really your story with us? <clears throat> Will you help us on Thanksgiving to know what it means to be giving thanks? Now and always, and in Jesus' name, amen. People of God, receive the blessing of God. May God, the creator, fill you with gratitude for your salvation. May God, the savior, fill you with gratitude for your salvation. May God, the comforter, fill you with gratitude for your new life. God be with you all. Amen. And so we come before God with full baskets. At this time, I want to remind you that you may give your offering to church through mail, or you may give online. And if you give online through our platform, there is a drop-down menu where you can select uh, various ministries and organizations to give to for your Thanksgiving offering this year. So as we come with our offerings, let's bow to him in prayer. All good things come from you, O oh God. And with gratitude, we return to you what is yours. You created all that is, and with love, you formed us in your image. You gave the gift of your son, Jesus, to be our savior. And so in deep gratitude for all of your gifts, we offer you ourselves and all that we have in union with Christ's offering for us. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, Make us one with one another, and make us one in a ministry for all of the world. With the gifts in our hearts, in our hands, we give them gratefully to you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.
Thanksgiving. Go in peace.